This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode 17 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson, joined by the one, the only, Ella DiGiovanni. Ella, how's your week been? It's good. It's freezing in Chicago, but what else is new, right? It's freezing everywhere. Like, we're in the South, right? I'm in the South. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Let me just let everybody out there who gets this stereotype of the South that it's warm in the wintertime. It's not. It is like 20 degrees here today. The wind chill is like, the wind chill is like, I don't even know what. So it brings it down even more. So I feel you, girl. It's not as cold, but. Mm, People yeah. know Chicago I got a, is cold. I got some mad windburn on my face. It looks like I have sunburn. <laughs> it's horrible. At least you feel like you got like some sort of like sun, yeah, you know? Right. Something uh-huh. that neither of us have seen for what, five months? <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like that. I tell you. Yeah, it's been a crazy week this past week um, with the NFL Combine going on. Uh, I've been paying close attention to it, waking up in the yes. morning. People think I'm crazy because I'm watching the combine at 8 a.m. I love doing that. But it's really cool. And it's what I wanted to touch basis on is is because this is like the people that you wouldn't guess you'd be interested in watching. But um, because the Titans are interested in getting a pass rusher. And so there's a lot of good D linemen in this combine. And so um, I just wanted to jump right into my winner of the week because I was watching the combine. early on, what was that Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. And that Alabama defensive lineman, Quinnen Williams, uh, ran a 40 yard dash. Dude, this guy (laughs) is a monster. And he ran it like a four, eight, three. He is literally a house. I I don't kidding me. It it blew my mind. It was amazing. I was like, and then he ran a second one. He went for, he went for number two. I know. And his agent was like, you don't need to. Did you see yep. hear that? Cause yeah, agent, she, cause she tweeted it out. Right. Yeah, she tweeted she it was out. Like, she's like, you don't need to. And he was like, no, but I want to. And she's like, that's why I love you. Yep. You know, I know. Insane. It, was, it was pretty amazing. So that was my winner of the week because I just am fascinated by these guys and especially watching him, these big men run the 40 and obviously it's their split times that you're looking at. Sure. But sure. It's just amazing to see them do that. And, um, to do it with with how big they are, with how much weight they carry, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa and his brother Joey ran almost the exact same 40 time. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I didn't know that. You're kidding. Yeah, they did one of those uh, simulators where they put yeah. both of them next to each other running. And I think Nick was maybe a hundredth of a second faster or two hundredth of a second faster. No, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, my winner of the week. I don't know if this is going to come to a surprise to you, Kayla. Oh God, Bryce right. Harper is the winner oh of the God, week. No. But notice uh. I didn't say the Phillies are the winner of the week. No, I'm saying didn't. Bryce 
Harper is the winner of the week. And I, and I say that, I say that because obviously he's the winner of the week because he's going to be playing Major League Baseball in the city of Philadelphia for the next 13 years for $330 million. Sounds like a right. winner to me, don't you think? I'm yeah. not saying Philadelphia yet, just because I want to see. I want to see what happens. I want to see what he does. I want to see if he wins in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying he. I'm not downing the the decision, the signing, none of that. It's just a lot of times you see these free agencies. They're so hyped up, especially this year with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Yeah. I just feel like it got out of control. I it just is out was, of control. I was just waiting for them to sign so we could move on and stop talking about it. I mean, people were analyzing every time they liked a picture on social media. I mean, it yeah. was out of control. So he's now in Philadelphia. That's great. But Philadelphia wants to see a World Series win. Yeah. I, was in eighth, I was in eighth grade the last time the Phillies won. Great day. That's <laughs> Great crazy. Day. That's so crazy how long but ago it's, that was. It's time for another one. And I think the excitement around it is when you, you know, people think it's crazy. He signed for 13 years, which it is an absurd amount of time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what it does is it allows other players who may enter free agency in the next few years to see that there's a centerpiece there and he's not going anywhere. Sure. No, and that's, I think a, that's, that, that's the that's the importance of of signing him for so long. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm going to call him the winner of the week. I'm not going to call the Phillies quite yet the winners of the week because even when you look at the NFL, you look at Kirk Cousins, right? That was a huge free agency signing. Yeah, didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. I'm not saying it won't. Yeah, it just I'm not. I'm not feeling it. You know. He- Here's the deal, and I have, and and I hope I hope he does good things for your just because it's your Phillies, okay? That's I'm gonna <laughs> just, just because it's your Phillies. I hope he does good things here. Personally, I am not a, a Bryce Harper fan. You know this. Right. He's yes. he's one of those athletes I just don't care for, and there's only about five of them in this country that I just could name on five fingers that I just don't care for, and he's one of them. Um, however, I, he is he is a, a great baseball player. I don't think that that needs to be argued. What I do argue, though, is I just don't like these long-term deals uh-huh. um, that baseball is giving out, okay? Uh-huh. Because think about it. 13 years is what you said, right? Yep. Okay. Think about just longevity, and I know baseball, you can have a longer career. Bryce right. Harper, though, he has had his bout with injuries, Right. Like Bryce Harper has dealt with with things throughout seasons, and right. I just I don't know. It's just a lot of money for that long, and like people get bored. Yep. People There's get no opt outs. He can't be traded. Play. I mean, right. he's there. <laughs> right. And again, I hope he does good things just for your for your Phillies. But um, I just don't like these long term d- deals. Yeah. Like, I just don't think. I don't really like to see him done. And I know that's MLB's thing and they've been doing that for a while, but it's just like, I don't really like it. And I don't think half the time it works. Right. And I see both sides of the argument. I see the argument that I made that it now allows them to build. And you have Mm -hmm. someone like Bryce Harper, who essentially, because we see it now, you can't deny it. Players recruit. They do. You know, Bryce Harper can have a say. He can go to Mike Trout in two years and say, come on, let's go. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Because he is there to stay, and everyone knows he's not going anywhere for the next 13 years. But yeah. I do see your side as well. And sometimes, you know, things happen within a club that it's time for the player and that team to part ways or whatever. Um, and again, longevity and things like that. So I see both sides, but happy payday, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Cha-ching. And My he dad. Actually, 
My dad yeah, said that on well, we were like, you know, texting like crazy. And that was the same day that Jason Witten came out of um, retirement. Oh, God. Yeah. So we're, we're texting about that. And the next thing he's like, Harper to Philly. I'm like, I know. And, you know, we're texting back and forth, like the contract details, whatever. And then he calls me and he said um, that on, you know, sports talk radio at home, he was oh, driving I in the car. Imagine. He said they were literally talking about where Bryce Harper's kids will be playing baseball in high school. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That I mean, I it's guess, the most Philly thing I've ever heard, yeah, but it's so true. Because say he had a kid, he's married. Say he had a kid tomorrow. I mean, the kid would be thirteen by the time his contract's up. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. No, I know, I know. He's actually married. If you guys don't know this, uh, he's married to a former Ohio State soccer yes. player. Yes, um, she went to I Ohio actually, State. Yeah, I was actually. I mean, you were there, and I was there covering uh, Ohio yep. State athletics when she was there. So. Uh, he was actually always seen in Columbus. He actually, I think, became a Buckeye fan. Like he'd been well, he like- did the um, the last Ohio State Michigan game. He did yeah. the celebrity pick for College Game Day. He picked Ohio yeah, State. I know. Obviously. I remember seeing him on there. It was funny. Um, yeah. So whatever, Bryce. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> you got paid. Just don't we'll don't see. let those Philly fans down. All right. We'll see. Yeah, that's not what you want to do. Definitely no. not what you want to do. Well, that gives us a perfect segue, uh, Ella, because we have an exciting guest coming up that knows a, a thing or two about the game of baseball, but in a different way, in the way that you kind of have to to grind your way out there. He hadn't just showed on the scene and signing a millions of dollar deal uh, when it comes to being with the team. So why don't you do us the honors of introducing our next guest? Today, we introduce you to a professional baseball player, former student athlete from the University of Louisville, who was selected by the Chicago White Sox in the sixth round of the 2017 MLB draft. Please welcome Cade McClure. Cade, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining us during a very busy time of year for you. Um, First, let's take it back to college. What was your experience like being recruited and playing your college baseball career at Louisville? Um, You know, uh, I committed to college my uh, sophomore year of high school. So I kind of had a good clue for a while, um, you know, what my path was going to be. You know, I got to school, kind of got beaten down, kind of just like most freshmen do, kind of get their butt handed to them a little bit here and there. and. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of just took those as some learning experiences and just, you know, try to shift the negative to the, you know, the positive and use that stuff to mo- for motivation and whether it's, you know, in the weight room or on the field, whatever it was, obviously. And then, uh, you know, try to replicate, you know, what I'm doing in practice on the game field. And obviously things started to turn around a little bit towards my ne- end of my college career there. But, you know, I can't say, you know, enough good things about that program and you know, the coaching staff and the things that they've done for me for sure. Kate, I had to ask you too, because I, I follow a lot of baseball at all levels. And do you know Blake Tiberi? Did you play with Blake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My oh my God. Yeah. Play uh, third base for me. He's uh so my old sports uh, director boss, kind of in Columbus, Ohio. That's his uh, uncle. So we we'll go Bucks then. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So it's pretty cool. He so always, we, remember, he would always call him at dinner. Oh breaks. yeah, we'd always bug okay. Blake. It was awesome. Yeah. He's the one that works for like the uh, news station or something. He is. Yes. That's, that's all good. Everyone knows him. Yeah. When you were drafted in 2017, you know, you could check out the dream number one on that list of being drafted, but then the path to the bigs begins. What was that process like in 2017 following the draft? Um, you know, it was actually kind of crazy. Um, 
you know, I, I didn't really have, you know, it's tough in baseball where, you know, there's, it's not as much, obviously it's not as much coverage from like a national standpoint. So it's kind of hard to get really get a good, get a good grasp of where you think you might fall or who you think is really that interested. And, you know, it's a lot of it's just communication between you and I guess technically you're, it's your advisor at the time, not your agent yet, but, um, you know, just kind of communicating with them and, you know, seeing what, you know, what they're hearing and then just kind of relay that message back to you. But, um, you know, I'm good friends with uh, Mitch Trubisky and he had just gotten selected by the Bears, like whatever it was a month before. And we'd oh, wow. been talking the night before the, the draft and he was saying how crazy would it be if I ended up with a you know Chicago team. And uh. you know, it pretty much really uh, the next day was draft day for me. And, um, you know, I, I kind of got word from my coach. We were actually in the middle of practice when my, my round was going on and um, he let me know that, you know, the White Sox are going to take me this with their next pick. And I was like, that is oh my just, gosh. You know, it was just super crazy. And, right. you, know, um, you know, it hadn't broke yet. By the time I got back to my locker, I was able to text Mitch and let him know. I'm like, hey, Chicago's going to take me with their next pick. But wow. It was, uh, it was pretty That's cool. Actually, yeah, it was very, it was very strange. We were actually getting ready for our, uh, our uh, College World Series. Um, you know, we were going to College World Series that weekend and it was like a Wednesday or whatever it was. And we were in the middle, on the field in the middle of practice, just prepping for, you know, World Series. And, it kind of just you know, the draft goes as draft goes. So we were, um, yeah, like I said, in the middle of practice, and I kind of just got the word from them, and you know, just had the chance to let my friends and family know real quick before it happened, and then, um, you know, the pick went through. And you guys, awesome. you and you and Trubisky go back to Ohio, right? That's where you guys. Yeah, are from, yeah, we uh, we grew up together. We played like youth football and stuff together. So I've known Mitch for pretty much my whole life. That's like the ultimate hometown story. Yeah, you both. Yeah become professional yeah. athletes in the same city. That's awesome. Yeah. People always try to be like the, the Stafford and Kershaw comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never half as good as Kershaw. <laughs> well, last May, your baseball season was cut short when you suffered a knee injury. You were the starting pitcher in, in single A at the time. Your season was promising. What were those initial weeks like battling the injury and knowing the road you had ahead of you to make your return to the field in the following season? Yeah. I mean, it was tough. I mean, it was really hard. I mean, I've never had like an, a season ending injury before. I mean, I've been banged up before just little stuff here and there, but um, you know, I've never had to sit out for an extended period of time like that. So that was definitely pretty tough for me. And um, I mean, the hardest part was not that, you know, I was jealous, but from a selfish standpoint, it was so hard to watch my team, um, mm-hmm. you know, my teams and my teammates, you know, keep moving up and keep winning and just kind of sit on my couch and watch from afar and not be able to contribute and, you know, help those guys out as best as I could. So that was definitely the hardest part for me. But yeah, I didn't really follow a whole lot of baseball, honestly, after it happened. Um, I just, you know, there was no point for me. I was, I felt like I was so far away from baseball at that time that, um, you know, I just needed to get healthy first and then I could start worrying about, you know, what lies ahead after that. Uh, you know, Kate, I have covered everything from rookie ball to double A to single A to triple A to the majors. And so I personally know what it's like when you're climbing up that minor league system. Um, Mm -hmm. But for people out there who maybe don't get it, because I think a lot of people think, oh, once you get drafted, you know, you end up in the majors two years later. I mean, what is the process like? What is that grind like every day? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said, hey, you know how Chicago? I'm like, I wish I knew. um, (laughs) I mean, it's it's definitely a grind. I mean, it's definitely different from college where they're, you know, they're kind of on top of you 24-7 and making sure that you're you know, following their game plan for what they have right. in store and, and pro ball is more so, you know, here's like, here's our plan and kind of mm-hmm. take it the route you want to take it. But, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. your goal is to get to where we want you to be, but mm-hmm. you know, all the steps in between are kind of up to you. So, 
you know, in the off season, it's a lot of working out on your own and um, thrown on your own. There's not as much supervision. So you just got to, you know, have a good, um, you know, support system and, you know, people that are going to kind of push you along and as well as, you know, good self-motivation. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not as glorious as obviously a lot of people know by now, but um, you know, and it's hard because a lot of these guys, are your teammates and they're, they're your friends and um, you know, you want to climb through a system, but you know, when you're competing against some of your friends to move up, I mean, you, it's hard to, you know, yeah. you don't want to root against them, but you know, almost every time they throw well, it's either you have to throw better or they're, you know, yep. they're going to get a shot before you do. So mm-hmm. it's definitely tough to kind of go and then go back home that night and live with them in the same apartment. That's just, <laughs> yeah, it's that's a weird just, dynamic. That's, yeah. It's, it's a very strange, you know, system where, you know, I got fortunate enough to get drafted. The kid went to uh, in the fourth round, two picks before me with, uh, was my closer in college. He's one of my closest friends. And, um, you know, we've lived together at every step of the way and, you know, he wouldn't from a closer to a starter and, and now he's in pro ball. So it's like one of my best friends, I can't cheer, you know, I don't want to cheer against him or root against him or whatever it was, but it's just like, you know, how is, you know, how, how, if he's thrown better than me, is it going to you know benefit my career selfishly? So right. it's just it's a very strange, um, you know, thing to kind of try to get used to, I guess. Well, when I was in Columbus, when I was there for school, I went to Ohio State. I was Kayla's intern when she worked at the local station in Columbus. So we covered the Columbus Clippers all the time. And that's where I really got that first taste of what guys like you go through because, you know, they would feed obviously to the Cleveland Indians. And so some days you would show up and there'd be some guys that were really (laughs) bummed out. And, you know, and you get to know them on such a personal level you know, when you're just sitting in the dugout talking to them um, and, and hearing their stories and why they're bummed or why they think they should be in Cleveland and not Columbus that day or, and, and vice versa, you know, they would come back down from Cleveland and have, you know, great things to then contribute to the Clippers after their time there. So that kind of changed my perspective on the whole sport of baseball, I would say, just because you learn so much from baseball players as people and not just players and what you guys go through all the time in that just mental grind of, you know, when am I going to get promoted or how long is this going to take kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it is, it is crazy because it's so hard to, you know, kind of, we kind of like in college, my coach would always kind of say like, be where your feet are, stay in the moment. Yeah. um, You know, it's so hard to be in a system where you know that there's people ahead of you and it's so hard to not try to project yourself at whatever pace you think you're going to try to look ahead. Like, okay, by this point, hopefully I'll be here or, you know, whatever it might be. And, um, you know, you look around an organization and you see so-and-so goes down with a knee or a shoulder, you know, whatever it is, it's like, well, you know, someone's going to have to move up. And if that someone's not me, it's someone, you know, whatever it is. Right, and, yeah, right. Um, it's just like you're playing a chess match against yourself. So it's it's definitely tough to, you know, try to look ahead or try to see where things are going to be. But yeah, I mean, it's just the relationships you kind of build with people are, um, I mean, they're moving so fast because you're there one day and they're, 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 not, they're not there the next or whatever it might be. So Pro ball is just a very different dynamic as, you know, what you were with college where, you know, they kind of preach brotherhood and like a family and that kind of yeah, thing. Where yeah. you're with someone, you know, year round in the weight room, in the classroom and, you know, on the field or practice study halls, all that kind of stuff right here. It's like, you know, people are starting to get married and have their own families where you don't even see them unless you're at the field. So it's just, it's just very different for sure. Sure. Well, looking not that far ahead to the 2019 season, how has spring, spring training been going for you and, are you itching to just get back to baseball at this point? Yeah, it's been going uh, going good so far. Um, we're right now like in, it's called like a minor league mini camp. Um, it's just kind of like the White Sox, like I'd say probably like top 50 minor league guys they kind of bring in for like an early two-week camp. And Okay. Um, it's mostly just right now, just some kind of getting the feel for it stuff. Uh, today was the first day they've, you know, seen any 
live live batter to you know pitching kind of stuff and up until this point it pretty much just been bullpens and hitting in the cages and that kind of stuff but uh yeah i mean everything's starting to pick up pretty good the next wave of guys comes in for like the you know the rest of camp i think like march 3rd or something and games will start up shortly after that so um you know still kind of in the slow stages but things will start picking up here in the next two weeks sure how much do you enjoy i've i've been able to spend time in in arizona for spring training uh, when i covered sports in arizona and i've been up there just to watch it's like my favorite time of the year like for you as players is it an enjoyable time of the year i mean can you kind of I know you're obviously fighting for for spots on you know rosters and stuff, but can you enjoy it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm from Cleveland, so I mean, to be out here, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, anything anything is definitely better than being in right? like 15 degrees and 15 inches of snow right now. So, um, you know, people guys are complaining it's like the coldest winter in Arizona history. Oh, or something. I know. Oh my gosh, it's like still 40 degrees warmer than at home, so I'm not gonna complain. So. <laughs> I'm in Chicago, so I don't want to hear yeah. any of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, right now the mini camp days aren't too bad, but uh, mm-hmm. once uh, once actual camp, you know, spring training, full spring training starts for the minor league guys, the days are a lot longer. It's like usually like six to six or so, and yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because when family comes out here or girlfriends or whatever it is, they're always like wanting to go do stuff and check things out, and so. Uh-huh. Just get home and you're like, yeah, I'm taking a nap, or you know, yeah. I just want to relax. And they're like so bummed out, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty chill right now, but uh, it, it definitely starts picking up here pretty shortly. So there are so many there there are now, and obviously have been so many great pitchers to play this game of baseball. For you, who have you always looked up to? Is there somebody you model your game after? Um, I mean, honestly, to be real with you guys, I really wasn't even that big into baseball until pretty no much kidding. my freshman year of college. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I really loved playing basketball. My dad was an NFL quarterback, so it's like football. Oh was my like, gosh, football was my life, and I love playing basketball. So, um, I kind of just played baseball because I was big and I threw hard, and it kind of yeah. worked out. Um, wow. Yeah, so I didn't really follow baseball a whole lot. Didn't watch a lot of games on TV. I mean, obviously, I knew my Cleveland Indians players and whatever, but. Um, outside of that, I didn't really care for it a whole lot. And, uh, kind of once I realized I wasn't going to, you know, play in the NBA and I decided not to play football, um, you know, my senior year of high school, just from an injury point standpoint. And, um, I was like, well, I better start learning some more about baseball. So sure. Um, that know, is just, so awesome. I was yeah, not expecting that. And it's funny because I didn't even really play full-time pitcher until I got to high school. I mean, I mean, I played, you know, shortstop and whatever, just because I was one of the bigger kids at my age, and um, I was just a little bit more um, advanced from a growth standpoint. So I kind of was just always a kid who was like taking the ball from the second base when I was running across the infield from the shortstop and just making sure the kid was going to get out because I just couldn't stand watching the kid throw it away or whatever it was. So I was probably <laughs> definitely hard to play with as a little league teammate. But um, yeah, then I just really got into basketball and football through like middle school and early stages of high school, and then I kind of was like, kind of took a step back and realized what my path probably was going to be, and um, I gave up football and just kind of started to focus on baseball a bit more. Wow. That's a great, so are you a LeBron James fan? Oh, to the day I die. Man, oh, I'll I, Cleveland, obviously. I know, but you know what? People still have their choices on that. I and know, we, until I, I moved know. to Ohio and covered Ohio sports, I was not a huge LeBron fan. And then I got to cover LeBron and I, it will never not be a LeBron fan. I, I love mean, LeBron. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I actually so, got to see LeBron play in high school. Um, no kidding. Like, I don't think I was in like second or third grade, whatever it was the year that he got drafted. So that was like 
first time everyone, you know, in the area, it's like this kid's, you know, the next whatever. And um, so my parents, my mom played high school basketball, my dad played high school basketball. So we're like, let's go check out the game, whatever. They played my hometown um, team. And they, I think they were up by 50 at halftime. But it was like, <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever watched. And the first play of the game was like reverse, you know, back tip alley oop or whatever it was. And I was just oh like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the Cavs drafted them, whatever, two months later. So from that point, I've just been, I've been sold. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, real quick, I, I wanted to ask you about this because teams in the minors have are already implemented the, the pitch clock, um, uh-huh. and it's also going to be used in spring training this year. So I want to get wanted to get your thoughts on it. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I'm a huge like basketball football guy. So like mm-hmm. fast pace is like to me, okay. like, I, I get I'm be honest with you guys. I get real bored sitting in the dugout watching baseball games the other four sure. days of the rotation that I'm not pitching. So sure. um, I'm, I'm all for speeding it up. I mean, I don't have a problem with that with that at all. I mean, I don't mind it, but I mean, it seems like some of the, you know, the, the get off my lawn kind of, you know, older baseball people <laughs> sure. are not too into it. But, um, you know, like they like to kind of keep it pure, however they want to word it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, it doesn't bother me much. I mean, I, I like it. I'm like, I'm all for speeding it up, you know minimum whatever the other one couple of rules yeah. were minimum three hitters for a reliever all that stuff i'm i hate you know watching one guy coming to throw one hitter and then you know another bullpen guy another bullpen guy yeah. just slows the game down so much so i'm yep. i'm definitely for it i mean i haven't had obviously had to use it but um you know i guess this will be my first opportunity this year once uh we yeah. see the pitch clock a little bit but i think i think it'll be good for especially the minor league game just to keep people moving oh right. yeah well kind of going off of that you know the I guess you'd call them rumors a little bit swirling around the sports world is how baseball is struggling a little bit right now. And stadiums are not filled as much because of the length of the season and the pace of the games and the younger generation isn't as interested. And, you know, the list goes on and on. That breaks my heart because my favorite thing growing up was going to baseball games in my hometown. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, kind of being on the other side, do do you see that? Do you see that as, as becoming more of a trend or not so much? I mean, even even my age, um, kids that were my age when I was growing up, I think it was probably about eighth grade was like the last year where people were like, you know, I'm, I'm done playing baseball. And there was kids that I played with that were growing up that were like really, really good. And this, it was just too slow for them. And they couldn't stand in the outfield for, I mean, however many pitches in a game and may, and may never see the ball. I mean, it's just the, the pace of it wasn't enough. It wasn't exciting enough for those guys. And um, you know, I definitely see how people who are, into basketball or into football and that's all they know i mean they could definitely be turned away from baseball really quick if they're and that's my thing is like if i was playing in any other position i probably wouldn't play baseball i mean being a pitcher having the ball in my hand you know every time i throw or you know every play revolves around me starting to play like that what that's what keeps me involved and keeps me keeps me wanting to play Mm -hmm. um and and that's why i like playing football as a quarterback basketball play guard so it's like you know keeping yourself involved in the game makes it more fun and that's why i mean a lot of those guys who you know play other positions and it might get boring and might kind of weed themselves out. But um, yeah, it does seem like, uh, you know, the game obviously isn't, I would say as popular or however you want to word it to, um, you know, as it was, I mean, whatever, 20 years ago, whatever you want to say. Right. But uh, it definitely does seem like there is kind of taking some dip in popularity for sure. Well, Cade, we cannot thank you enough for coming on. This has been so, so great. A lot of great things that we learned from you and we hope our listeners learn as well. You know, we had um, Pedro Gomez, who is an MLB reporter at ESPN. Yeah, he was on a few weeks ago and he was talking all about his son is also in the minor league system. And he was kind of talking about that grind. And we had a whole conversation about how people don't understand 
the system at all because I think you know football is so popular and they say they see you know kids leave college and they get drafted and they see them on Sundays and don't understand that not all other sports are shaped that way their systems are shaped that way so to hear your perspective was so great and we're really happy that our listeners get to hear from you for sure yeah, yeah thanks glad, so uh, much Kate. for sure yeah I'm glad I can hop on here and you know chat with you guys for a little bit um you know I really appreciate it yeah absolutely, absolutely. and for people that want to kind of keep following your journey and see what you do next where can they follow you on Instagram and Twitter uh I think my Instagram is cademcc19 I think my Twitter is just cademcc I believe okay awesome perfect well thanks well, so thank much you so much awesome thank you guys appreciate it yeah no problem Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At getethos.com, there's no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases with Ethos, you have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be with Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Well, Kayla, like we said earlier in the interview with Cade, we obviously spent a lot of time around the Columbus Clippers. And so we were around the guys who were working their way through the minor league system. And to really sit down for this good chunk of time with someone like Cade and to hear the ins and the outs. And, you know, it really hit home when he said to me, he said, or said to both of us, excuse me, um, when people say, oh, how's Chicago? And he says, I wish I knew. And people don't understand, yes, he's in the White Sox system. He is not currently playing for the White Sox because he's grinding it out. He's one day, hopefully he he can say how Chicago is. Uh, But right now it's about, getting you know honing his skills working his way up and getting promoted each step of the way to to hopefully be standing on the mound in Chicago someday yeah and I've I personally I just relate to how these players have to step their way up um not everybody gets that opportunity to be so naturally gifted that they just show up to the big show in a year right you know or two Right. Um, uh, most of the guys, the reality is that most of them have to climb the ladder. Right. Um, and it takes them longer. And that's kind of how our job is. And I've touched base on that before, but I've covered a lot of minor league baseball. I've covered almost every single, um, step of the way, like rookie ball, short A, high mm-hmm. A, double mm-hmm. A. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to see like how these players have to work extremely hard to separate themselves and to be the ones that are going to get called up. Cause sometimes there's two guys and which one are you going to call up? You know, right. Right. Um, which one are you going to keep up? And it really is a grind. And I- I'll tell you this too, Ella, they don't get paid anything. No, no. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, they're yep. doing, they're in the trenches. The yep. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you have to respect really mm-hmm. what they're doing and, 
you know, being around the Clippers, like we said, when I was in college, I grew so much more of a love for the game of baseball, to be honest, because I was seeing that behind the scenes. And I think Kate's interview too spoke to kind of our goal in creating this podcast as a whole in going behind the scenes and getting that exclusive access to these stories and these people involved with sports that you wouldn't normally know. You know, how many people that are listening to this podcast might have known this type of grind? And, you know, he said he he's out at spring training sooner than everybody else. It's the top, I think he said, maybe 50 prospects in the White Sox organization. They're grinding right. it out before the, the team gets there. And so you just grow so much of respect. Because when I was a kid, I remember when Ryan Howard had to go play for the Reading Phillies. And I was so mm-hmm. upset and did not understand why he had to do that. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously, as you get older and you learn, um, you figure it out. But you didn't understand that kind of hierarchy and what you have to do to not only get to the bigs, but stay there, too. Yeah. And I, what I also love about baseball, though, I love the minor league system. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the reason why and it's not just because. Um, you know, I got to cover it. But when I did cover it, I saw all the stories that came out of it. And for example, you know, we're talking about, uh, I'm going to bring up the guy, Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. He, yep. he was playing with the Missoula Osprey when I covered him a while back. He was, get this LA, he was drafted in the eighth round. Okay. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the eighth round. And he was, nobody knew him. Nobody knew his name. Right. Well, guess what? Guess who Paul Goldschmidt is now? <laughs> he just he's been with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's been one of the most consistent first basemen, one of the most biggest power hitters there is. He just got traded to the St. Louis uh, Cardinals and he's he's made a name for himself as being one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Nobody knew about him though. Right. And so it just goes to show that these stories happen and these oh, are the greatest stories to hear about. Right. Um not sometimes the guys that we know are going to make it, right? Right, right. These guys that we don't know. That's right. the that's the fun part. Yeah. And I'm excited too. Cade's story is so interesting to begin with, but then we talked about the injury he suffered last year while he was just hitting his stride. And, you know, he was he was on his way. An article I read even said he was he could have been approaching another promotion and then he gets hit with this injury and his season's over. So yeah. that that makes the respect for what he's doing even greater because he came back from this horrible injury and he, and he's getting back after it again. So, yep. You got to love the fight. And I did want to mention too, I thought it was great that uh, he is a very good friends with Mitchell Trubisky, which they are both from Ohio, which I thought was fascinating to, to know that they did both, you know, there, he's not in Chicago, but he is with the Chicago organization. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And they got drafted the same year because Trubisky yeah. was 2017. So is Cade. And that's just like an cool. ultimate hometown story, you know? I thought that was really cool because I'm sure that not many people know about that either. No. Um, you know, these 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 guys, they grow up athletes. They become friends. And some of them go their different ways. Some of them stay in the same sport. But I thought that was a really cool part, part Definitely. of the story. Definitely. Okay, well, um, that is that is about a wrap on episode 17. And we have, oh my goodness, we've got some good ones coming up here um, mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. So we're excited to bring you some new guests. But for right now, where can the people, the people out there, the, 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 the people, people, the people, where can they go to subscribe? So if you are listening on iTunes, here we go again. 
I could be like a car yeah. saleswoman. You if you really are could. listening on iTunes, even though I know nothing about cars, you're lucky I can put gas in my car. Anyway, <laughs> if you're listening on iTunes, you can click that subscribe button. Please leave a rate or a review. We love to hear from our listeners and see what everybody is thinking about our guests and the episodes and what you want to see, hear. I said see, like we're on TV. What you want to hear more of. I do. Um, I know. I get a little. It's a habit. I know. Um, on social media, Instagram and Twitter, we're at Press Pass Pod. Uh, please give us a follow. We're always updating with new content, announcing new guests, and we'd love to connect and hear from you. Okay. Well, we are so glad you tuned in this week for another episode. Of we're pushing Press episode Pass. 20. That's insane. <laughs> like, like what? what in the world? And by the way, <laughs> We're in March. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Is anybody what? else out there thinking like the days are going by too quickly? Life oh comes goodness. at you fast, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, but we're really, we're really excited to, to to keep earning these these viewers, and hopefully, you guys that have been around since day one are sticking with us, and we're bringing you the content that you like. Give us ideas if you if you have any. Um, but we will be back here, same time, same place for another <laughs> Same episode. people, same, same voices. That's right. <laughs> Unless I have a cold or something or lose yeah. it. Okay. okay. Knock on Thanks, wood. Thanks, guys. Yeah, knock on wood. See ya.